Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to worship you, Father, to, to preach your word. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your guidance and direction as I give this message today, Father, that everything done and said will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So uh, this blonde lady bought a brand new Mercedes-Benz. And after a week or so, she was having some problems with it. And so she called the dealership and said, hey, look, you sold me a faulty car. And the guy was like, what do you mean you sold me a faulty car? And she said, well, it does fine in the daytime, but it will not run at all at night. They back and forth on the phone and the salesman said, well, I'll I'll just come to your house. Let, Let me come look at it. So he gets there and, 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 you know, he looks at the car and says, everything seems fine. And she said, of course it does. It's daytime. But when it's nighttime, it won't run. And he said, I don't, I don't understand the difference. Why was it run in the daytime and not run in the nighttime? She said, well, in the daytime, I put it in D and everything is great. But in the nighttime, duh, I put it in N and it will not move. <clears throat> Riley was supposed to laugh at that and I don't know if she got it or not. Neutral doesn't make it move very far. All right, so um, <clears throat> another tough week, uh, uh, another tough week to be in our shoes. But hey, look here, uh, God's still on the throne. Uh, nothing has changed. Uh, he says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and God is still steadfast and has not moved. And what we're going to talk about this week is, is faith and the concept of faith. And the Bible says, if we'll jump right into Scripture, um, Romans, <clears throat> Paul talks about faith in Romans a bunch, but, but he, he kind of lays the basis of, of what it means in, if you will, uh, the book of Romans chapter 10 in, <clears throat> in Paul actually, oh man, let's, so if you, if you start on the ninth verse, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised it from the dead, you will be saved. It is <clears throat> with your heart that you believe and are justified, and with your mouth you profess and saved. Right? As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile, the same Lord of all, and richly blesses all who are called on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can we call on one that we do not believe in, right? If if you don't believe in him, how can you call on him? And how can you believe in one that you've not heard about? Almost impossible, right? And now we can hear without someone preaching to them. How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And then it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, right? So if you flip to 17, verse 17, consequently, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, it is impossible to have faith without hearing the message. You were not built somehow to where you just magically knew what faith was. And in, in, when it says Hearing the word, and I know we preach on faith a bunch, but it's hearing and hearing and hearing. And what we, when we preach, when we preach Christ crucified, when we preach the gospel, 
Our faith should be bolstered by hearing God's word, uh, hearing his scriptures, uh, hearing the, the stories of old, uh, hearing the stuff that's taken place to where God's word is true. That's how faith is developed. Faith is developed over time, right? You don't hear it one time and go, I got it all, I understand. I mean, if that was the case, you'd read the Bible one time, everything would be over, you'd be great. And, yep, got the whole Bible and all the stories. Uh, got David and Goliath, got Noah, got, got Jonah, got Moses, got Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, I'm good. But that's not the way it works. Faith in God's word comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And that as we hear, we develop that faith. Now, <clears throat> me personally, sometimes I struggle with the idea of faith. I don't struggle with the idea of faith. I struggle with faith, or when you struggle with faith, sometimes it's, it's during when something's not going your way, right? It's the old adage that everybody's a good teammate when we're winning, right? When everything's going your way and it's pie in the sky, it's easy to have faith in God, and it's easy to not be moved back and forth, as James talks about. <clears throat> but it, that's not really when you need faith. Most of your faith... Most of the time when you, we walk by faith and not by sight, it is talking about times where things are going bad. Things are not going your way. Things are not lining up like they should. That's when you should be standing on faith and saying, praise God, I don't care what it looks like around me. I know that God is on the throne and I am an heir and a joint heir with Christ. That's when our faith is put under the test. <clears throat> um, if you will, turn with me to, um, I think I ended up saving it in, I don't remember if I saved it in Matthew or if I saved it in Luke. I mean Mark. I think I saved it in Matthew. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, no. Matthew chapter 14. So it's the gospel according to Matthew chapter 14. <clears throat> um, and beginning with the 22nd verse. All right. And immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of them to the other side while he did dismiss the crowd. And he had dismissed them. He went on the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night... He was there alone, and the boat was already considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. <clears throat> and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. <laughs> it is I. Don't, 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 don't be afraid. Now... <clears throat> The idea of what is getting ready to take place, I have heard a lot of people talk about in failure, right? What's getting ready to take place is one of the disciples is going to make an action in faith, right? He's going to make a call on the supply. He's going to make a move in faith. And in the instant it doesn't go his way, he's going to fail. And I've always heard the story told in, in, in failure, right? Right? I've heard, it, I've heard it in failure. 
Uh, verse 28, and Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Now, <clears throat> I, I've tried this experiment at home. Um, I went on the lake. I've stopped the boat in the middle of the lake, and I have attempted to do what Peter did, right? Um, I have had many creeks in Santee Swamp to where I attempted to do what Peter did, right? I went to the ocean. I attempted to do what Peter did. But what Peter did was is he got out of the boat, and when he got out of the boat, he started to walk on the water towards Jesus. And then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Now, <coughs> in all of my experience, uh, experiments, in all of my experience, I have never come across the opportunity to begin to sink. Now, I've had a boat that began to sink, um, but I have never began to sink. In fact, I tried it not so long ago on the pool where I tried to begin to sink. And that moment from when my foot touches the top of the water to where my head goes completely under, that's not enough time to say began to. Like he began to, no, sorry, he, you don't even be, it, there's no begin to sink. <clears throat> and the reason I think it's looked upon as a, as a negative as a, oh goodness, Peter didn't do what he was supposed to do, is, is because Jesus' response, right? And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And he, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and called him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, Peter might have been a man of little faith, but he, in the equation that was taking place, out of all of the other disciples that were on the boat, I see one dude get out. And nobody else got out of the boat. Nobody else jumped down and said, Oh, Peter, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you how to walk in faith. <laughs> Let me show them how to begin to sink, boss. I got it. No, everybody else was still and quiet. And the idea that Peter saw the wind and thought... Man, I can't walk on water if it's rough. Bro, you can't walk on water if it's calm. The only way I've been able to walk on water is if it's frozen, solid. That's the only way I've ever been successfully capable of walking on the water if it's frozen, solid. And even then, I have done it, Victor Williams was with me one time, that I walked on it frozen solid until I had a spot that was not frozen solid, and I became frozen solid because I began to sink. See, the faith in God, Peter started off with his eyes on Jesus and he had faith. And he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come and I'm coming and I'm watching you and I'm not watching anything else. And I got my eyes fixed on you and my faith is good and I'm praising God. And then a storm happened. And then the wind, my little splash got him in the face. A little, little spritz jumped up and hit him. And, uh, you know, like... Back to reality. And all of a sudden, he began to sink. But see, at no point in time in this story of faith did the water be still. There's other times where Jesus stood up in the boat and said, Peace, be still. And he laid the water down flat. 
<clears throat> but in our daily life as we walk in faith, there are going to be waves and there are going to be wind and there's going to be attacks and there's going to be stuff that goes not our way and there's going to be things that happen. But if we focus, if we seek first the kingdom of God, if we focus on God, then our faith should not be moved. <clears throat> the problem is here is Peter took his faith off of God for just a second and back into the natural. And that is so easy to do. It is so easy to take your faith back into the natural, away from God. All of a sudden we start thinking about my, my job as my provider. I better do this or my boss is going to be mad. Or I got to go here because that's what my, my job said. My faith's in God. My job is in God. Not my job, not this job. My other job. Well, I built, Bob, the builder job that I build things. That faith is in God. My business is in God's hands. We honor God with our decisions. We do the best we know how to do. We always treat people fairly. <coughs> we base our business on what God tells us to do. So if my business is going great, hallelujah. If my business is going bad, praise God. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. I don't care what the water looks like. I don't care what the waves look like. I don't care what's taking place around me. I don't care what the stock market looks like. I don't care what the job market looks like. I don't care what the supermarket looks like. I don't care what the farmer's market looks like. Praise God, God is in control. <clears throat> and sometimes it appears that we are not winning. My faith will not be moved. <clears throat> I have read the back of the book. We win. We win. When you get down to the nitty-gritty and the nuts and bolts, <clears throat> it says that he's going to make our enemies his footstools, that they're going to be made a mockery. We win. We win. So when we know we win, I mean, you know, I don't know what, <clears throat> I don't know what Peter was thinking. I mean, I don't know why Peter was scared, right? I mean, Peter was looking at the creator of the universe and he had enough uh, faith to jump out of the boat, but Peter was a good swimmer. I mean, later when Jesus is crucified, not so long from, from this particular instance, in a few chapters over, you know, less than a couple of years, when Jesus is on the bank fixing him breakfast, Peter jumps out of the boat and swims to him. So what was he afraid of? I mean, he wasn't afraid of dying. He wasn't afraid of drowning. I mean, he was a fisherman. He'd been in the boat all his whole life. He wasn't scared of the water. Who's scared of the water? But he allowed the things that were seen to come against the things that were not seen. Let's go read that. <clears throat> uh, 2 Corinthians. And, and, and look, look this, 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 is, this is an important thing for us to understand. This is an important idea for us to wrap our hand around. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are renewed day by day. How are we renewed day by day? Because we, we study in God's word day by day. We renew our mind day by day. The internal day by day. For the light and momentary troubles that we are... <clears throat> 
we are achieving for us an eternal glory far outweighs them all. So fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary or temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. See, that water could be moved away, right? I mean, God could have moved the water out completely. <clears throat> he could have removed them from the water completely. But what was seen was the waves and the splashing. But what was unseen was the power of God to help him walk across the water. Was in, when God walked across the water, I mean, at no point in time in this conversation did Jesus begin to sink. His faith wasn't moved. He wasn't changed by whether or not it was rough or not. Why? Well, because faith is the evidence of things hoped for. <clears throat> let, let, let's go. Hebrews 11. Oh, Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews. Hebrews 11. <clears throat> um, one. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about we, what we do not see. See, Jesus wasn't looking at stuff that he couldn't see. He already knew what the situation was. He had faith in what he was doing. He knew that he knew that he knew that he was walking across the top of the lake. He was not moved. He was not changed. At no point in time did Jesus doubt in his heart. Right? But us as humans, when, when the, the, the attacks are coming and the storm is coming and, 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 and all the things that are happening, that's when our, our faith gets tested, and our faith gets pushed to the limits. And like I said earlier, you, you, don't, you don't need faith when you're winning by 100, when everything is great, when all of, everything is going wonderful. We need faith in God when things aren't going our way. Well, we need faith in God every day, right? Somebody said, do you need Jesus to go to heaven? And they said, no, you need Jesus to go to Walmart. You need Jesus to go everywhere. Right? So, so faith in God is important in every aspect of our life. What I'm saying is, is when we focus on faith in God, it's the easiest when it's good and the hardest when it's bad. But it's the most required when it's bad and not when it's good. I know that doesn't really kind of come out exactly like I want it to sound like. But when God, when, when the enemy is attacking us on all sides and we, we feel the water crashing on our face and we feel all the stuff closing in and we feel like we're losing, we feel like we're not doing what God wants us to do, that moment should be we are rock solid in our faith. Just like the three Hebrew children when they were getting ready to get thrown into the fiery furnace. <coughs> when they were getting ready to get thrown into the fiery furnace, they did not waver. Their faith was not moved. Why? Did they know that what was getting ready to happen? I don't think so. I don't think, I think they still had to have faith as the evidence of what they hoped for and what they didn't see. I don't think they had pre-knowledge that when they got into that furnace that they were going to get up and walk around with the Son of God. I don't think that's what the case was. I think that they had come to the decision that whether it's good or bad, whether we're going to live or die, whether we're going to go and be with Jesus today or tomorrow, it don't matter. That my faith is not moved. Regardless of what takes place, my faith is still in God. 
<clears throat> all of this stuff going on and sickness and disease and coming against the body of Christ, I will not be moved. Our faith is in God, the eternal God, the heavenly Father, the creator of the universe. He's still sitting on the throne. He's still the king of kings. And I will not be moved. We preached a couple weeks ago about being steadfast. I will be steadfast in my faith in God. If it is down to the last human on the planet is me. I will preach God's word to me where I can hear it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And regardless of what comes against us, I know that I know that we either hear worshiping him and serving him or home in glory. What other options are there? Because we know without a shadow of a doubt that we, we, the Bible says that if we are absent from the body, we're going to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to preach faith and we're going to preach Christ crucified and we're going to preach God loves you and you have God's grace and love. And we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop preaching the word of faith in this church. <clears throat> uh, the gospel according to Mark. <clears throat> I promise y'all I can't wait to see your face again. I, I really, really, really don't like preaching to an empty church. On uh, the gospel according to Mark, I've used this scripture not so long ago, uh, chapter 9, uh, verse 21, and Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, it often throws him into fire or to water to kill him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. If you can, our faith should not be, well, you know, if God can. If God can, the creator of the universe, when he said, let there be light, light came here as fast as it could get here. If you can. We serve a God that is still alive. He is still sitting on the throne. And Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice, died, went to hell, paid my penalty, paid your penalty, and still sitting in the right hand of God. Waiting on the time to come back. Lord Jesus, come quickly. <coughs> I know y'all have heard the story, but years ago, <coughs> Granddaddy was preaching a series on Jesus coming back and <coughs> he said that you know Jesus was coming back soon and, and my mama was upset and she had she had bought a new Christmas tablecloth and she had wasted her money on this Christmas tablecloth because she wasn't even going to get to use it at Christmas because Jesus was coming back well I'll tell you what he didn't come back and she got to use the Christmas tablecloth he hasn't come back yet but I guarantee you one thing, we're closer today than we were that day. We'll be closer tomorrow than we were today. Because the truth of the truth is, is that Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for his saints, for the beauty of the church, for the bride of the church. And by faith, the church will be standing here waiting on him, standing at the altar, ready to go. 
Because when we start to operate in faith in God's word, it doesn't say that there are not going to be days that are not good. It doesn't. <clears throat> I mean, if you talk about the disciples, there's a thing going around on Facebook right now. This is how all the disciples died. <clears throat> Most of them were not very good. Most of them had pretty terrible deaths. Does that make you not want to be a disciple? Nope. Does that make me have less faith in God? Nope. Jesus said, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. I have faith in God that he tells the truth. That when he says that he came that I have life and have it more abundantly, who praise Jesus, it's going to be abundant. Does that mean that the thief is quitting trying to steal, to kill, and destroy? No. He didn't say that. He said the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I've come that you have life and have it more abundantly. So when those times are coming against us and you think, man, I can't take much more of this, God. I don't. Praise God, I'm standing in faith. I will not be moved. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, and I want to be pleasing to God. I want to be able to say what Paul said, that I have run the race, that I have finished in faith, that I have done everything I was sent to do, every piece of every part, everything I was sent to do. <clears throat> To the best of my ability anyway. Man, I'm sure I, <clears throat> I have people, you know, tell me I should have used this example or they didn't like that example or whatever. And that's cool. I, I appreciate it. I, I need some constructive criticism. I mean, I, I take it. I always, if, if anybody ever tells me that, sends me a message or whatever, I always read it. And, and I want to be, you know, I want to <clears throat> have constructive criticism. And believe it or not, I actually listen to my messages Right? And go through and go, ooh, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have said that different, or I should have said something else different. But I'm not apologizing for our stance on faith. I'm not apologizing for what we preach. Because it is the Word of God. The Bible said it is without faith that it is impossible to please God. Really, without faith, it is impossible to be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, with, I read it earlier. You got to believe in, with your heart and say with your mouth. And without the faith to believe, you can't even be saved. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and, and you know, we, <clears throat> we preach a lot of topical messages. And I understand that not everybody likes topical messages. And I get it. I understand. And God tells me to start preaching different, I'll start preaching different. But until then, we're going to preach what God tells us to preach. And we're going to do the best we know how. And we're going to stand in faith regardless of what's taking place around us. Does that mean it's easy? Nope. Does that mean it's always fun and unicorns and butterflies? Nope. I ain't seen a bunch of them days lately. I ain't had a whole lot of good days lately. Does that mean God's not still on the throne? Nope. Does that mean I don't still have Faith in God? Nope. That's not it. That means that the enemy is still doing his best to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I understand that. I comprehend it. But that second half of that thing that Jesus said that I've come that you have life and have more abundantly, that's where my faith lies. 
My faith is not in the world system. My faith is not in the United States government. My faith is not in any person. My faith is in God. I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. My faith is in God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And if something were to happen and he wants to call me home, praise the Lord, I'll be in glory with Jesus. But until then, I'm going to preach Christ crucified and faith in God until he tells me to preach something else. I have fought the good fight. I have run the good race. Now, does that mean sometimes you're not discouraged? Not if you're human. I mean, if you're human, there are times where you're going to be discouraged. Things are going to come against you. You're going to be disappointed. Is that good? No. But it's the truth. I mean, we're human. We are who we are. But the difference is, is whether or not we're going to sit in the middle of the mud puddle when everything's going bad and pout, or if we're going to get up and get going and walk in faith. That's the difference. Are you going to be a mud puppy? Are you just going to sit in the mud puddle and do nothing? Or are you going to get off, get up, and brush yourself off, and go on down the road? That's the choices we're faced with. We're going to keep honoring God and praying God and living according to God's word and walking in faith in God, or are we not? We walk by faith, not by sight. And I don't care what it looks like around me, and that's it. I don't care what it looks like. He said, don't focus on what it looks like, because what it looks like is temporal or temporary. It could change. I focus on what God's Word says and what the unseen says, that it says that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We will not be moved, we will not be changed. Our focus will not stop. It will be a continuous walk in faith, regardless of what takes the place around us. Regardless of what the world does, regardless of what people do, regardless of what people say, regardless of what things happen around us, we will continue to preach God's word regardless of what else it looks like. Because we will not focus on what is seen And I pray, I pray, for, I pray for you, I pray for the folks that are watching this on Facebook, I pray for the folks that are watching this on TV, I pray for our congregation, I pray for our church family, and we're going to be strengthened through these trials, and we're going to rise stronger and, 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 and have stronger faith in God, and it's going to help us move and develop into who we're supposed to be. And I am satisfied that God watches over His Word to perform it. The only way we lose is if we quit. We are fighting a defeated enemy, and we are going to walk according to our faith. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day, Father. We thank you that all of your promises, Father, that your promises of faith. And we just give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.